1: Hey, welcome to the
2: Chronic Podcast. God, I love creating. I'm your host, Ralph Marlborough. We got Andrew Juge from the Saints Nation. We got Kevin Hell from Akeem Drops the Ball. Our fearless leader, Dave, is MIA, probably running Canal Street Chronicles, waiting for the Saints to do a flurry of signings. Um, all right, Kevin, I'm going to start with you. The Saints haven't done diddly squat, except let people walk out the door. Um, J- Jermaine Bushrod left, but he got... I wouldn't call it a ridiculous offer. But in my opinion it's borderline ridiculous. 35 million, 18 million guaranteed. I'm totally okay with the Saints going good luck to you in Chicago. Like I that's too much to pay for Bushrod and I'm fine with him leaving. Am I wrong?
3: Uh You're not wrong, but at the same time it's like the last time we were on the the last time we talked and, and the discussion was, well, if the Saints draft a tackle in the first round, are you going to be upset? And I'm like, well, only <laughs> if Bushrod's <laughs> still available. So now it seems that the Saints are sort of in a position where it's like now they, now they kind of have to draft the left tackle unless they pull uh, what they did last year and find, find the best available guy in free agency and try and plug him in like they did Ben Grubbs. Otherwise it's now they got to put, they've either got to put the defense on the back burner and wait till the third round to go after that, or they put the tackle on the back burner and wait for the third round on that. I mean, you know, like I know we keep talking about how bounty test is over. It's finally passed. and all that kind of stuff. And the team says they're ready to move on. But shit on draft day, when, when yeah. we're sitting there after the first, after they make their first pick, we're going to sit there, Still being pissed and frothing at the mouth because a fucking wasted opportunity or uh, opportunity to build the team has been stolen from us.
1: Well, or stolen to qu- from the team. To and, qu- and
3: and it, it, and the team's gonna have uh, one one less one less building block, and it, it, we're either gonna be like, well, yeah, we got a we got a decent left tackle, or yeah, we got a decent uh, defensive end or a nose or something it's it's
2: always gonna be that, but <laughs> but we're missing so, a, but I mean it right but, exactly.
3: b- but we're but we're missing we're missing uh a draft
2: pick. well, look, Bounty gate is like to quote airplane, you know, it's like macho grande, I ain't ever getting over macho grande uh, uh so reference yeah, it is uh anybody un, anybody under the age of twenty five is like, what but um Andrew. Uh, you know, last year, you know, I'm gonna to toot my own home. I always said, look, the Saints value guards more than they value tackles. And they let Nicks leave, and basically what they did is they said, Hey Ben Grubbs, that contract that we offer Carl Nix for seven and a half million dollars a year, how would you like it? And Ben Grubbs said, I would like it very much, and he was signed like two days later, wasn't it? This year the Saints didn't even negotiate with Bushrod. So, Andrew, my theory is with Jimmy Graham needing to sign, they need to sign him, they, ha- they don't have as much cap flexibility because of the Drew Brees contract. They have to cut corners somewhere. Andrew, my thesis to you is, the Saints have decided to cut costs at the left tackle spot. And either, I don't think they're going to pay whoever left left tackles, even if they sign a veteran free agent, I don't think they're going to pay him as much as they paid Bushrod in 2012. Is that theory of mine crazy?
0: I don't think it's crazy at all, Ralph. And um, I, I think right now, the, I think the real problem with the offensive line, and, and I really do view this past season as kind of the worst offensive line performance in, in a, quite a few years from the Saints. I mean, I really thought it was a regression. And, you know, if you asked me what I would blame that for, um, I would mostly blame it on the tackle play. I mean, you know, obviously, Streif getting hurt didn't help. And, uh, you know, immediately after Streif got hurt, Charles Brown went down, Bryce Harris went down, and, uh, you know, it was it was basically, you know, Rita LeBlanc's playing right tackle by the the <laughs> season. So, you know, based on that, you know, injuries are, were definitely a factor. But, you know, I still feel pretty good about the offensive line. The two guards are great. They've got a young center that is an undrafted, free agent, um, well, he you just, you just got a, um, a second-round tender, so he'll be back, um, but you feel pretty good about him, and if Streets is healthy, he's a totally adequate, capable right tackle. So, um, you know, I, I felt fine about the line. I really felt like the depth was the real question mark, um, and so I still feel like the team is capable of drafting a guy in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, seventh round. Uh, By the way, those are all rounds that Bushrod, Nick, Evans, and Streif were picked in. Um, And turning up a guy that's going to be capable. Now, that's not to say that they've been infallible. I mean, Charlie Brown was picked in the second (laughs) round. Uh, Charlie Brown. Matt Tennant was picked in the fifth round, and he's already off the team. So um, they've had some misses, you know, with linemen that were drafted too, but they've still got Marcel Jones, who hopefully, and Andrew Tiller, um, and hopefully those two guys will play a bigger role on the team this year. Um, but yeah, like, uh, like Kevin said, at some, now they're kind of backed into a corner where they need to do something. It, and I, you know, I, I, wrote something on Saints mission, you know, which basically outlined the three options we have. And number one is stick with what you got, which means Charles Brown is your starting left tackle for week one. That scares the shit out of me. Um, Number two, you pick up a free agent. And frankly, right now, uh, there's only one or two options that I feel would be lateral moves from Bushrod. And you'd probably have to pay too much to get them. Uh, so for me, it really is the draft. And like Kevin said, if you pass on left tackle in the F- F-15 pick, I start to get real nervous about... Who ends up playing at left tackle and what the Saints are going to do about that position? So, uh, you know, th- this could potentially mean a trade down scenario for the Saints.
2: What about this? What about this scenario, Kevin? The Saints uh, trade down with San Francisco. And sign Brian McKinney from Baltimore for like a two-year deal, and then draft the kid out of LSU who hurt his knee and was graded as a top twenty tackle. Draft him in the late second with San Francisco's pick, Falk. Or, get Chris Falk or the third, and you say, hey, we're gonna bridge from McKinney to Falk in 2014, and we're gonna. Save a shit ton of money because we're only going to pay McKinney like three or four million dollars. So Kevin, is that is that is that a is that a plan that you could live with, or would you get the shakes uh, come September?
3: Aside knee injury.
2: Well, he he, he was out, He played like one game for LSU, and then he was out for the year. He he tore one of the ligaments. It wasn't like an Adrian.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm gonna tell it, Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word: Broomgate.
2: Peterson tear every ligament. Okay, so I mean, I mean,
3: his knee didn't like blow up.
2: No, but he was out for the year. Okay. okay. Uh.
3: I'm, I'm, look, I'll advocate for trading down if it results in, in, in more picks or if it results in, in a player that can, that can bridge. So, you know, I say this not knowing nearly enough about who the LSU kid is. So, my, 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 my you know, the, the plan I would advocate for seems to mirror that just minus names. So,
2: uh, on paper, I'm cool with that. Yeah, Ed Reed's visiting the Texans, so I think Benson needs to send the Jet to pick him up if the Texans can't strike a deal with him. Uh, Andrew, we talked about it on Twitter a little bit, where a lot of fa- Saints fans are, they get excited about Ed Reed, they get excited about John Abraham, um, they get excited about who's the other uh, who's the other old defensive. Player that people were besides, uh, oh Dwight Freeney. So we're gonna play geezer roulette. So you got Ed Reed, you got Dwight Freeney, and you got John Abraham, or any other geezer. Or
0: Charles Woodson. Or
2: Charles Woodson, or Dansby from the Dolphins. You got all these geezers. (laughs) My wife said you might as well just have Larry King if you're gonna name old people. But of all the old players that are geezers, Andrew, you can only pick one in geezer roulette that the Saints can sign because we don't want the Saints to be the 2007 All-Pro team. So you can only pick one. Of all the geezers in free agency, who are you picking and why?
0: Well, I know every – all seven fans that listen to this podcast – That is not true.
2: We had – last week we had over 200 downloads. Don't knock it. Okay, (laughs) okay.
0: I think every guy that's every Saints fan that's listening to this right now is clamoring, screaming at this podcast, thing, Ed Reed, Ed Reed. Um, so I'm gonna give the people what they want, uh, <laughs> and, and I'm gonna say Ed Reed. I mean, I, I just think it's too perfect with the fact that he's from New Orleans, and, and you know, it, it kind of mirrors the Darren Sharper pickup yeah. of a couple years ago, but I, I don't, or a few years ago now, but. I don't think that's what's going to happen. um, Honestly, Uh, it looks like he's already scheduled three visits with three different teams, and unless he walks out of there with a contract, or unless he walks out of there without a contract, um, I I mean, so far the Saints haven't manifested themselves as interested. So, um, I think what I'm seeing so far from the Saints is um, is is kind of uh, the usual what we're used to seeing from them, which is let the market settle a little bit. And then, uh, make a run at at some value guys, some second tier free agents. And, um, although they, you know, they, they have kind of dabbled in the cornerback market. Um, but, so anyway, personally, I would love to see John Abraham just because, uh, again, a terrific player for the Falcons. I mean, he, he is a season removed from double digit sacks. I mean, literally had double digit sacks this past season. And it's just another slap in the face of the Falcons, which which would be glorious. And I really believe the Saints, more than top back-end help, um, they really need pass rush. They really need to get to the quarterback, and I think Abraham is going to help that cause more than Reed would.
2: Well, Kevin, before we get to your choice, my choice is John Abraham because he's proven even though he's old, he can do it if you manage him right. He can't start, but you can be like, We're going to play him 25 plays, mostly on third down and passing situations, and he'll get you seven to ten sacks, which would lead the Saints by a mile. Um, So John Abraham is my pick for geezer roulette if I get to pick one old guy. Kevin, who's your choice? Uh, Shoot.
3: I'm tempted tempted to just jokingly say uh, I know he may not necessarily be a geezer, uh, I'm tempted to say Matt Castle just because, uh, because we, <laughs> we, we have a definitive need right now. So I'll uh, I'll take the uh, I'll take the road way less traveled.
2: You know what, Kevin? That's marginally better than the people on Twitter who wanted David Carr as a backup quarterback.
3: Oh, oh no no. If you're no. gonna
2: do if you're gonna have no, David no, Carr, you no. might as well have Kevin Held be your quarterback because you can hold the clipboard and you'll do it about as well. Right.
3: I'll I'll gladly take the lead minimum for that.
2: You know, I mean, seriously, if you think, if it's David Carr, Andrew, or let's sign another player for special teams, I would just say, fuck it. Just go, just go with.
0: Let's not even discuss this, man. I mean, David, I mean, just have (laughs) Nick Montana
2: drive across the
0: street. And he can hold the clipboard, all right? Just skip, the, just you know, don't, give him don't college pass, credit. Don't 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 pass go. Don't collect hundred dollars. Just go straight from Tulane campus to the Superdome. You don't have to go to the combine. You're congrats. We we've decided. We were thinking about David Carr. We slapped ourselves in the face. Congratulations, Nick Montana. You are Drew
2: Brees. Slapped forward. ourselves in the face. That's that's nice. Um. <clears throat> Andrew, like you mentioned, the Saints have dabbled in the cornerback market. Uh, And I I won't reveal any of your sources, but you you have sources with uh, the guy Cox from Jacksonville that he wants out of Jacksonville in the worst way. Um, So if you can only have one of the kid from Pittsburgh, uh, Allen, I think. Let me pull up his name real quick. Namdi Asomua, the guy from Pittsburgh, or Cox from Jacksonville. Who are you picking? And
0: that's tough because uh, I, it obviously it would depend on the price, you know. But if we're assuming that both guys are coming at a, a number that the Saints can afford and is reasonable, um, I think you got to go with Asomua. He's just, he's the proven commodity. I still think he's got. I still think he's got a game left in the tank. Um, you know Ryan, when he played for Ryan with the Raiders, was able to get get the best out of him, and there's familiarity there. And look, the guy is is a top notch cornerback, and there is no question. He comes to the Saints, he is immediately the number one corner, better than Jabari Greer, Lightyear is better than Patrick Robinson. So um, that that is a tremendous pickup. Now. I do like Cox a lot because he is a playmaker. He's a ball hawk. He's got nice size. He's got speed. Um, He's basically got everything you you would want in a cornerback, um, with the only real drawback being his injury history and his somewhat youthful career. So he's been in the league about four years, and I don't think he's played 16 games yet. So he's kind of like
2: Tracy Porter?
0: Kind of like Tracy Porter, yeah. Kind of like, but maybe a little bit better in size, but Again, I think Derek Cox, talent-wise, is the guy that comes in and starts immediately over P. Rob. So, um, I, I'd be happy with either one, honestly. Uh, I think it just comes down to numbers game. Uh, but if if I had my pick and money was no object, um, it's kind of hard to not pass on. It's kind of hard to pass on SMY just because of his credentials.
2: Kevin, the, I just saw on Pro Football Talk that. Paul Kruger, who signed with Cleveland for five years, $40 million, the Saints were actually in hot pursuit of him, trying to get him down here, um, and obviously, if they were in hot pursuit, they were willing to go in that 7 $8 million price range, so does that sort of say, maybe we got it all wrong, that the Saints, they're sniffing around, Loomis is sniffing around things, and... If something drops out where there's a guy that they can get in a price range of seven to ten million, they might pull something and we'll be like, "They did what could we could we be yeah, in for- I,
3: I, yeah, I, I definitely think we're yes. gonna get one of those I, I don't I don't think we're gonna get more than one. I think we're definitely gonna get one of those what the fuck moments with loomis and 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 I say that I, I mean that in a positive way. I think we're gonna get something he'll sign somebody. And we're all gonna collectively just sort of, you know, do a double take and just say, "Wow, I, I did not see that coming." Um, <laughs> I, I have to bring, I have to bring this back up again. Uh, I definitely think that you should use as part of your uh, your tag for for, for this episode. Uh, <laughs> you should definitely quote Juge as saying, "I like Cox.
2: <laughs> I like that i think
3: and it's, it's true. true i'm i'm definitely i'm definitely a 12 year old so uh we should we should definitely sell 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 it on Jude saying I like Cox
0: yeah, I, I cannot deny that that I didn't say that and that I do indeed like Cox
2: I, I, it's in the headline already. As I'm, I as I'm, I write it up, I write up the notes sometimes as you guys are talking because sometimes I for, I forget what we talk about and I have to go back and I don't want to listen to the I don't want to listen to the podcast until the next day. Uh, so Andrew clearly loves Cox. Um, I love but, Cox. But Andrew, the Saints need a lot more. They need a lot more than,
0: than just. They need a lot more than just Cox.
2: They do to fix their defense. <laughs> um. You know I look at these teams and look, my wife is a Dolphin fan, so she's obviously pumped. They got Wallace and they got uh the line LRB and they you know, they got a tight end and they got a bunch of but it seems to me that I understand you have to overpay for some, but like when Jared Cook is getting twenty million dollars guaranteed and he's a tight end and he hasn't even caught fifty balls in a year or had eight hundred yards receiving I just, some of these teams, Andrew, I don't understand why they feel the need to just pour out money at some of these guys. I I mean, what so far has been a move where you're like, what the fuck is that? Is there is there any yeah. move so far?
0: I mean, look, I think we all need to count our lucky stars and be thankful that we're Saints fans and that we're not seeing the Saints spend this kind of money or betray those kind of picks. For a Percy Harvin,
2: oh put that
0: kind of money towards a Mike Walsh. I mean, for God's <laughs> sake, the Dolphins invested in Brian Hartline and put a astronomical contract together for that guy. I
2: mean, He's Lance Moore. They paid him twice as much as the Saints pay Lance Moore. Yeah.
0: yeah. And Lance Moore might exactly. be better. And Lance Moore is definitely better. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and, and look, we, we all have that buddy, you know, in college who – just doesn't really like sports, and that's cool. You know, you're still friends with him, but, you know, he's kind of into French and into art and, you know, like, well, dude, you otherwise, like, he likes to go out drinking with the buddies and, you know, he's funny, but for whatever reason, he just doesn't like sports, and you don't really get why. Like, why would a dude not like sports? But you keep hanging out with him because he's cool and everything. Well, I feel like that dude that we're all friends with, that, that we have all gone to college with and befriended, um, I feel like that dude is the GM for the Dolphins now. Oh my God! Um, yeah, I, I just I feel like he's just like, yeah, I'm pretty good at accounting, and I'm gonna throw these numbers together, and yeah, we should probably keep this dude. The fans seem to like him. I don't know. Um, so anyway, I, I feel like the Saints are being prudent with, and, and that's their philosophy. That's that's how it's been in the Loomis era, and I embrace it and I like it. You know, I, I'm gonna come out and say that I, I don't have to have the Saints sign Mario Williams on the first day of free agency to uh, that six-year, $100 million, whatever he signed. I can't remember what it was. but It was, it was ridiculous. And, and look what that's done for the Bills. Okay? So, the Saints have a core. We know their offense is going to be good. Now, we got to fix the left tackle situation. You know, they need, they need someone in there that can at least be passable. And honestly... I don't think German Bushrod was that much better than passable. So he's obviously not worth seven million. But they've got it they've gotta put something in there because Charles Brown may end up being much, much worse than passable. Um, but that so anyway, back to the defense. I I, I the money, the talent, the investment, it's, it's been put on offense. That's how the Saints run. Um, the, they're not. They don't need a number two, a number, a top five, a number seven. They, they don't need that kind of defense to win games, to win the championship. So, um, you know, we're just gonna have to tweak things here and there, and that's gonna come with cheap, affordable, uh, second tier talent, and or second older guys that are top tier talent but maybe regressing, and then you just hope that a couple of these gambles pay off.
2: Yeah, I mean. The thing is, Kevin, I, I wish. I mean, I think Tampa. Tampa just gave Jonathan Casillas three million dollars, which they could have just set it on fire. It would have, it would, at least, it would have kept them warm. But I'm really. <laughs> yeah,
0: Ralph. Ralph, let me cut you off there. Let, let's think about this for a second. The Bucks invested three million dollars in a guy that was a backup on the worst defense in NFL
2: history. <laughs> So I was going to say, Kevin, how disappointing is it that nobody, but Jonathan Casillas' move notwithstanding, that nobody in the NFC South has done something really, really egregious? How disappointing is that to you?
3: Uh, did you well, see what Sam Baker got today?
2: What did he get? What did Sam Baker?
3: That was pretty
2: egregious. It was, well, it was
0: like five. It was like five years, seventy-four million, something like that. How much? It was like five years, $74 million.
2: Are you for fucking Sam Baker?
0: Yeah, it might have been a little bit less than that, but it, it, was, it, was, it was, I think, the same or more than Bushrod. It was ridiculous.
2: Oh, my God. So I take it back, Kevin. Are you excited that maybe Atlanta is doing some egregious things?
3: Well, I was getting ready to say, I mean, we haven't finished free agency, and we haven't gotten to the draft yet. I mean, you know, I, I like to be able to look to uh, – Somebody and, and say, well, at least we didn't draft that fucker, or at least we didn't trade away X number of picks to move back up for this, you know, that, that sort of thing. I mean, last year you could certainly said that about us, and, you know, the year before when we moved up for Cedric Ellis. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I like to bide my time on, on calling out uh, teams in the division, particularly the Falcons, because rest assured, the Falcons are going to do something incredibly stupid uh, it, it, but before it's all said and done. I, I I, feel like I can set my watch to that shit.
2: Yeah, I mean, Tampa, Andrew, I feel like Goldston, the, the safety that uh, uh, Tampa signed, I I feel like he's a little bit overrated and he's got a little Roman Harper in him where he's good going towards the line of scrimmage, but in coverage, not so much. I mean, in the Super Bowl, they kind of got their secondary kind of got lit up. Uh, So I think Tampa, Tampa might be getting a little bit loose, but who's a guy in free agency where you are like that guy. And it, it can be a guy signed or, or a, Guy still available? Where you were like, that guy is going to get paid a shit ton of money, and it's not going to take a year for everybody to know that was a mistake. It's going to take like eight weeks, and everybody's going to be like, that was horrible.
0: Well, um, that, that's tough. You mean, yeah, you mean any? You, I can pick any free
2: agent. You can pick any free agent you want, sign, or you could do like a trade or whatever. Just to I mean, move I, it I really t-
0: think... I really think it's going to be Mike Wallace with the Dolphins. I mean, I I think he's an explosive receiver. I think he's good. But the money he got is like he's a top-five receiver in the NFL. And I think eight weeks into the season when Tannehill kind of blows and they're struggling to get him the football and and the Dolphins don't have Reggie Bush anymore and they can't really run, um, I think they're going to be like, okay, Mike Wallace, you were supposed to be Megatron and carry our offense and you can't. And we suck now and we paid you all this money and we
3: hate ourselves.
2: Kevin, do you have a do you have a uh, player that well, you think
3: If you, is... you ever think that we would be saying this that we would ever be saying the sentence, Well now that Reggie Bush is gone, they don't have a running game
2: <laughs> So true. Um
3: you can repeat your question, even though I'm probably not gonna be able to answer it.
2: Uh a free agent that signed or is going to sign that in the mid- that it's not going to take a year or two to look, point at them and laugh and go that guy was a complete bust that team fucked up completely signing that guy.
3: Yeah, you right. yeah I was right I I won't be able to really answer this so I'm just <laughs> gonna uh... <laughs> actually you know what fuck maybe I'll tell you what maybe I'll just go with Reggie and just say that him going into a dome. Uh, is not gonna be, uh, the best thing. I mean, you're gonna be playing in fucking Detroit, and, you know, I, I, for some reason, I, I just think that whatever whatever positivity he built up as a player, whatever good skills he picked up, for some reason, uh, things are not gonna go his way, uh, in Detroit. So
0: I'll be I'll I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised Reggie only got four years, 16 million. I mean, with all the ridiculous contracts going on right now, and the fact that Bush had two pretty solid years in Miami, um, for him to get four four-year, sixteen million is is pretty weak. And uh, Kevin, thank you. That reminds me of how awful Reggie is for all those comments he made about the dome and how it hurt, how the turf hurt his knees, and how he was going to be so much healthier in Miami. It turned out, it turned, turns out he was right. He didn't really get hurt in Miami too much. He was pretty healthy uh, playing on grass, and now he goes back to artificial turf.
3: What
2: is that? Yes. You know. Eh, so by, that,
0: by the way, I just pulled up Sam Baker. So it's six years, forty-two million, Ralph. Oh, you so, were slightly so, off. So oh. yeah, I was slightly off, slightly off by about thirty million. But seriously, um, he owes uh, a. A gentle reach around to German Bushrod
2: for that contract. <laughs> he does, and the thing is, though, Sam Baker's got a bad back, and I'm no doctor, but he was a guy that was fighting for a starting job going into 2012, and they just handed him 42 million. I, I yep. just, I, to me, at least when the Saints, at least when you sign your own guys like a Marcus Colston, yes, he could get injured, and, and you never know what's going to happen. But at least when you sign your own guys that have a, a history of not being injured and fighting through it, you're okay. But like with the Saints, Andrew, you know, they let Tracy Porter leave. And granted, he didn't get forty-two million. He went to Denver for, for one year. But everybody was like, my God, why can't the Saints? You know, they could have signed him. They could have they used him. He was cheap. And, they, and you know, and the thing was, he had yeah, he had the great opening game, but he went back to being injured. And yeah. guys that have an injury history, it doesn't miraculously cure. It's, it rarely miraculously cures itself. You know, it's one thing if you have a, a, a bad injury like a Breeze or a Peterson and you, and you come back. But Drew Brees in his career has never missed a start because of injury, knock on something. In Peterson, the same thing. I mean, why, why do you think these teams overlook injuries and different – I just – I don't understand that.
0: Uh, I think they're desperate. I <laughs> think they're desperate for – it's wishful thinking, Ralph. I mean, it's literally our, – our team sucks so bad, and, and this business is very much what have you done for me lately, and it's win-now mode you know, p- teams are impatient. They're not willing to wait around. And, you know, the, that that's the one beauty of, of uh, the way contracts are structured in the NFL. I mean, even when you give a guy a huge deal, it's really only about what the guaranteed money is because in the, in, in the signing bonus. I mean, those are the only things that really matter. Uh, because at the end of the day, most of these contracts that are six, five years, I mean, most of these guys are never seeing the end of it. And so that's the beauty of it. And you know, I think a lot of these guys, a lot of these contracts, the teams go into it saying, well, the guy gets hurt. We can always cut him in year three.
2: You know, um, I, Kevin, we're talking about ridiculous contracts and how Seattle was a little bit egregious giving away three draft picks and giving Percy Harvin, I think, like $60 million for five years. Um, Ooh, I
3: didn't know they gave him three draft picks.
2: Yeah, they gave him a first. <laughs> yeah,
3: certifiable. That certifiable. That is certifiable.
0: They
2: gave him a first this year and a fourth, a first this year and a seventh this year and a fourth next year. But, Kevin, Seattle just made, I think, maybe the steal of free agency. And where was Loomis on this? They just signed Cliff Averill from the Lions for two years, 15 million. And, I mean, either one of you guys can jump in. Cliff Averill is a nine, ten sack guy. If the Saints could have got him for two years, fifteen million, I'd be doing backflips right now.
3: Oh, absolutely! But I, I just, I think I look at it like, like maybe, you know, the, I think the Seahawks are looking at it like I've got to just compete with the Niners and try to, you know, get something now because it's like, yeah, let's let's compete with the Niners right now. We've already got our quarterback for the. Uh, like we've got our franchise guys so we're set. So why don't we just try and you know hit the gas and, and try and beat out the uh the, the Niners. I, I, I really think some of this shit uh has to do with with Pete Carroll hubris versus uh Jim Harbaugh hubris. So <laughs> that'll be fun to watch.
2: Yeah, it and it, it's just it's to me the Cliff Abel deal is shocking because, you know, Seattle, they got the Paul Allen Microsoft money. So you figure they'd just like dump truck Averill the money. And to only get him for two years, that's that's pretty shocking. Um, Andrew, does, does, there's always a point like in the first two days where you're like, okay, the the craziness has calmed down. So to me, the, the signing of Averill, which you just saw, kind of signifies that. The next time we talk on this lovely podcast, are the Saints going to have done anything?
0: Uh, I think so. Uh, Wait, when are we talking next? A week from now? Next
2: Tuesday or Wednesday, like always. Yeah,
0: I think within a week, you'll see the Saints at least add one corner. And you never know, man. I remember last year, we were like, well, okay, they're looking at Hawthorne, they're looking at Chamberlain, they're looking at Austin. Maybe they pick up one of those guys, you know, and linebacker feels better. And then all of a sudden it was holy linebacker Batman, and you know, they picked up all three. So I mean, I, I, what if they sign Cox and and Asimov? and all of a sudden we're like, oh my God, Patrick Robinson's our dime back. Um, so you know that that would be amazing. But uh, I definitely think by this time next week, um, and and I'm sure that the contracts they're offering these corners, they're, they're bouncing them against each other, you know, letting them know, yeah. hey. You know we're considering this other guy and bringing him in. So this is what we're prepared to pay you. And if that's not enough for you, that's cool. We're gonna offer it to this other guy and see what he says. And and you know we're gonna you know if you think you can get more money elsewhere and you don't want to play here, God bless you, good luck. Um, and so I, I think that's the attitude they're gonna take with all three of these guys they're bringing in. And
3: um, so that that
0: process may have to play out a little bit. You know those guys may need to go visit other teams and we'll see how that goes. But. Um, look, uh, that, that Freddie Krueger information, you know, the, <laughs> the linebacker from the Ravens, Freddie Um, you know, the Saints went all the way to Elm Street to uh, make him a significant contract offer, and uh, apparently they were very close to getting him, I and mean, then, you know, the Browns basically out- outbid them, um, but that tells me that the Saints, if it's the right guy and it's the guy they want that they think will help their defense, um, then they're going to try to get him, and look, he, he, he's a pass rusher. You know, he, he gets to the quarterback. And so I think the Saints, based on what we've seen so far, they're bringing in three corners. Um, they want to improve depth at corner. They want to get a starting quality guy, which to me says they're ready to move Patrick Robinson back to nickel. And it also tells me they want a difference maker at, in, in pass rushing. So based on that, I would not be surprised if in the next couple weeks they do add a guy like John Abraham that will help the pass rush. And they do add a guy like Diaz somewhat to significantly upgrade their defensive backfield, because once they do those two things, then you start to feel less pressure about picking a corner or a, a pass rusher with the 15th overall pick, which then allows you to maybe go left tackle.
2: Which is always Loomis' MO. in the he, That's what they, they don't always succeed, but that's what they try to do is – Fill as many needs as possible, and then it frees them up on draft day. Um, exactly. is, is there any? Is there any? I don't have the list in front of me. Is, is there any sort of now that Averill's off the board? Is there any sort of young pass rusher left? But I mean, because I know you have Freeney and Abraham. But is there any young? I mean, is there any young guy out there? Anthony Spencer got the franchise tag from Dallas. Is there anybody young left to sign?
0: Well, I know the Saints are looking at Victor Butler, who's kind of a younger career backup linebacker in um, in Dallas, but I, I don't know if he's more suited for middle um, or outside. I mean, to be honest, I don't know much about him, but I know they've been looking at him. So um, that's a possibility. But, um, you know, no, I mean, I, I think the pass rushing um, is really – I think I think they're going to count on Martez and, and Junior Zalette for that a lot. And uh, the idea is they're going to be on the field more. I mean, I think the three-year – Contract they gave Gillette kind of tells you um, they're they're going all in uh, on his abilities, you know. And uh, yeah. I, I I do kind of agree. Now the question is, can you mask his um, his liabilities, which are, you know, playing the run and coverage. You know, can you can you live with those liabilities in an effort to keep him on the field more often, which will then allow you to benefit from his pass rushing skills, which are superior. So. Um, and I think in 3-4, you're going to be able to do that.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. And the, the thing I like about that deal, Andrew, is I thought maybe like Galette would be like a one-year deal or two. With a three-year deal, if he does blow up or even become a, a competent guy – you got him for three years at a, at a reduced rate, which you, you always harp on, especially after the Drew Brees contract. The Saints need the cheap labor to make the cap work. Um, one name I'm going to throw out here, Kevin, and then we'll get to the, 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 the serious discussion of this podcast. Uh, you hate the Steelers with the passion of a thousand sons. Um, would you be okay with the Saints signing uh, geriatric Lamar Woodley?
3: uh I'm gonna say no uh the the steelers taint is is too much for me to overcome and also uh like i said uh with uh when you brought up James Harrison I think it was last week i, I was just like you know what actually no I don't think you brought up James Harrison I think this was somebody on that Twitter was... and I responded on Twitter yeah,
2: that's what I meant uh, James Harrison I
3: said that uh Oh, wait, you meant James Harrison? Yeah,
2: that's who I meant. I don't know why I said Lamora Woodley.
3: <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, anywho, so I was responding about James Harrison, and I said, you know, if James Harrison comes to the Saints, he's going to be suspended by week six. He can book that shit. Um, <laughs> I, know, I know the whole, oh, he hates Goodell, too, and Goodell busts his nuts. Oh, it's perfect. Well... Fine. If if you want to be, if you want to go on with that, you can you can hold on to that. But when he does something inevitably fucking stupid on the field, and Goodell just, you know, Goodell just you know gets hard all of a sudden and decides he's going to drop the hammer on him, and thus he gets to drop the hammer on, on the Saints again. Uh, he'll he'll sit him down for a game or two, and we're all going to piss and moan. Why did they all do this? Why did they all do this? No. Why did we sign a guy that keeps fucking getting suspended for making stupid fucking tackles on the field, and why, and and somebody who keeps bitching about how how he how he feels like he's targeted? Well, fucking learn to tackle a different way, dude. And 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 Saints and, and Saints fans want to bring that guy on board? No way. No way. You'd be better. You'd be better off telling me that uh, that, that we got the the Jefferson family uh, <laughs> coming to uh, coming to training camp.
2: All right. Now we have to get to the serious matter. Andrew, uh, the Catholic Church uh, elected and signed a new pope today. Um, he's old, seventy six, and uh, can you break him down for us? And what's his cap number? Uh, for the Catholic Church, and is he a, is he the right guy to lead the Catholic Church?
0: Well, well to, to, you, first of all, I'm Catholic, so this <laughs> is uh, you know this is significant I, am I. to me. Yeah. Um yeah. Now, <clears throat> I, I you know I'm going to break this down for Saints fans. And, you know, not not all of us are Catholic, though many of us are. Um, and I you know I want to break this down in a way that you know is easy, I would say, for um, everyone to understand. Oh, and by the way, the one one other name I was going to throw out there, pass rushing. Um, he's not young, but OCU Manura is, is oh, a yeah. guy that maybe maybe had cheap. Um, but anyway, getting back to, the, to to the task at hand here. Um, I, I kind of like this, and you know, as Saints fans, you you you're going to want me to compare this to a Saints player, of course. So, um, my, my immediate thought was Brian Cox. Um, And 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 those of you that uh, have been State fans for the Ditka era, you'll remember Cox as being a semi-accomplished player for the Dolphins and some other teams that had a decent career and was brought in the latter stages of of his career to the Saints uh, as kind of a player-coach guy that was going to make an impact on the field. Uh, The problem is, uh, by the time the Saints hired him or assigned him, he was basically coming out of retirement. Um, and that, that's the same thing with this Pope. And, um, I, I believe the last time the Pope made the Pro Bowl was actually 1987. Yeah. Um, that is true. So, you it was know, a good
2: year for John Paul. He caught a hundred balls.
0: He did. He did. Um, now, unfortunately, uh, the contract is way too high, um, Ralph and, and, and it's backloaded. So, um, the good, the good news is it's cat friendly in the first year. Okay. So, um, this year it's cat friendly and, we're going to be able to, to manage um, staying under the cap based on um, the low salary the first year. But look, um, there's going to be a real need to restructure by year two or three if if the pope doesn't croak by then.
2: I'm, I'm getting tired um, so, and pumped by the Protestants. I want to win and I want to win now, Andrew. It's not about the future; it's about now.
0: So, uh, so you know, we all know how Brian Cox worked out, um, and I, I think uh, we're in a similar situation here, Ralph. And, um, you know, we're, we're basically – the Catholic Church is, is going to be finishing dead last in their season um, behind maybe even the Jews. Um, <laughs> and so they're going to have to – they're going to pick first overall here in a, in a year or two again. Um, and we'll just have to hope that with that first pick and the fact that, uh, you know, the, 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 cap, the salary numbers are weighted – um, against these picks now, so they won't have to invest at least as much financial money in a first-round pick, and we just have to hope that the talent evaluators will come through um, next time around with the first round first pick overall and make a better decision.
2: All right, Kevin, I'm going to ask you this question. Uh, I think Catholic Kevin, are you Catholic as well?
3: Oh, I'm Irish
2: Catholic. Yeah, you're Irish Catholic. So I'm going to ask this question, and then I'm going to duck the lightning bolt. Um, <laughs> what's going to happen first? We're gonna elect another pope, or the Saints are gonna win another Super Bowl. All
3: right, so let's take let's 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 break this down. uh, Let's let's break this sucker down. Okay, so your current guy is seventy six, Pope Francis. Uh, So he's seventy six. The former cat, uh, Pope Emeritus Benedict. He is currently 85, and he's been in or was in office for over seven years, so you subtract that, so that put him at 78. And he was citing failing health, uh, and he looked like, you know, he wasn't a spring chicken even when he went to Mexico and got his sombrero on. Uh, so I'm going to put the window on on our current uh, pontiff, and I, I, I say this with – with with all the love in the world, because, you know, he he seems like a scared, shitless uh, individual, if if we can just judge on what we saw from the balcony earlier today. Uh, I'm going to say we got, you know, a nice, uh, another eight eight to ten year window on him. Uh, So, using that, I think that the Saints' uh, Super Bowl window... Need open as long as Drew Brees is uh, as long as Drew Brees has a pulse, and I think we've got Drew Brees for another uh, qual- good good to great for a few more years, and then good quality Drew for a few more years after that. So six years. So I think that it's possible the Saints win another Super Bowl before uh, before we get a new pope.
2: Andrew, do you concur?
0: Uh, I mean, is there any chances of them both happening simultaneously? It could. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm putting my money on.
2: Don't break Twitter, though.
0: That's like that's like playing roulette and you know betting on the green double zero.
2: And oh. Yeah,
0: I, I'm I'm kind of going with that.
2: <laughs> All right, and on that note, we will end. Uh, go to Saints wait, Nation. Wait, wait, wait,
0: Ralph, Ralph, I want, I want, I want to hear from everyone who is Drew Brees' backup quarterback. Next season.
2: You want to wait? You brought, I.
0: I just want a prediction from you and Kevin. Oh. Who, who backs up Drew Brees in 2013?
2: Um, I'm gonna say the Saints are gonna go old guy, which they've done. I'm gonna say it's gonna be Ryan Fitzpatrick. Kevin.
3: Ooh, that was actually a pretty sensible answer there. <laughs> I, and here I was gonna make, I was gonna make a fucking joke and say let's dust off Quinn Gray. Uh, <laughs> well, I've already, I've already gone Nick
0: Montana, so you know. Yeah, have got a lot of rope here. <laughs> well,
3: and I will gladly hang myself with it. So fuck it, I'm gonna say <laughs> Quinn Gray.
2: Quinn <laughs> Gray, dude, he's not even. He's he's not even in Canada. He's probably like in the lingerie league or something.
3: Hey, uh, you, let me tell you something. The legend of Quinn, look, I was there in the Superdome when Quinn Gray threw for just about 400 yards against the Saints, okay? And, yeah, Jason David might have been in the secondary at the time, but the fact that a human being was throwing for that much yardage still has to account for something, Jason David or not. <sighs>
2: Look, man, Danny Werfel won a game in the NFL. I mean, shit, anything, one day. Danny, the...
3: Werfel, Danny
0: Werfel started a season 3-0 and as a starting quarterback. You
2: know you know what, in fun trivia, Danny Werfel... Ooh, you
3: know what, fuck it, I'm changing my answer. I'm changing my
0: answer. <laughs> you
2: changing your answer? Keebo. Oh,
3: <laughs> Rex, you Rex, calls, up, Rex calls up Rob. Rex calls up Rob. He gets and and if he flies down. He gets Rob shit-faced, convinces Rob that Tebow would be a perfect addition because look, even if you don't play him, he can still come out on, on special teams, or maybe he can come out and act as a uh, as a fullback, or act as as a as a second tight end and shit like that. It's perfect, and Sean Payton loves to draw up uh, some crazy ass packages. He'll fit right in. Oh my god. So, boom. You know what? You know what? It's all—it's
0: all coming three six. It's all coming together. Our worlds are finally colliding, in, in, in the light—Eureka! Eureka, guys! It's—it's it, it's, it finally country. hit me. This is going to happen. Tebow is going to come. He's going to be the backup quarterback. Breeze is going to get injured. Tebow is going to make a run to the Super Bowl. He's going to be MVP. He's going to hold up the Lombardi Trophy and
2: be named Pope. <laughs> all right there you, go.
1: there
2: you go and that's going to happen this year Andrew is predict so so tebow is going to be nvp of the 2014 super bowl and be named pope during the he'll get handed the trophy and be named pope simultaneously yep um, i think I think I think that's the way to end it, boys. So for Andrew Juge of the Saints Nation, go there, read his stuff, follow him on Twitter. You know you need to. You know you want to. For Kevin Held of Canal Street Chronicles and Hakeem drops the ball, and he occasionally writes a fantastic column when he gets around to it. Uh, I'm Ralph Malbro. Uh, so long until next week. Even the Swampers.